Welcome to Couch Chats, your go-to podcast for raw and inspiring messages from myself and other female entrepreneurs all around business and mindset. I am your host, Jess Williamson, an award-winning business and mindset coach and a serial entrepreneur having scaled four successful businesses. My purpose is to help you unleash your unique superpowers and to build the life and business of your dreams. Let's get into today's episode. Today on the podcast, I have Alicia from The Social Impact joining me and we go deep into finding confidence to show up online. Even when all of the fears say no, we jumped into finding your niche and why it is super, super important. But if you're not familiar with Alicia, you are going to want to follow this incredible ball of energy on Instagram. And she is the founder of The Social Impact Co. She has founded Rise With Reels is an absolute reels queen, but has now found her passion and really is focusing on helping product-based businesses absolutely nail it on Instagram, especially with reels. So we are going to go deep. Let's get into the episode. Alicia, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to chat with you. Hello. I've been looking forward to this for some time. So the day is finally here. Thank you for taking the time because I'm really excited to chat to you about all of the things. Now, we know you're an absolute reels queen and you are now showing up online and you know you've got this incredible infectious energy that just comes through in everything you do. But I want to rewind it a little bit. I want to take it back to where it started. And you've shared quite openly on your Instagram that you weren't always this confident or, you know, bubbly kind of energy online. And Sometimes, you know, that might've been you behind the scenes, but people get online and they almost freeze. And it's like, how do I be a human again? <laughs> you know, because of the, the pressures come in and I've been there myself. I definitely didn't start here either. So I know it takes a lot of practice. So I'd love for you to tell us how did that start when you first started showing up? Yeah, 100%. I say this a lot. It's not a natural thing to get in front of the camera, to pull up your phone and say, hey, hello, guys, hi, hello, you. It's just not normal, right? You know, whatever whatever you believe where we all originated from, right, cave people or, you know, the early, early times, they did not have iPhones. They did not have (laughs) smartphones carrying them around, talking to their phone. It's not a normal thing. So firstly, I kind of wish I could go back and just like shake me and say, don't stress. It'll come step by step by step. And don't be too hard on yourself because it isn't a normal thing. When I was getting started, all I saw was what was around me. So anytime I showed up, I was sort of just doing what I saw others do. And that was actually a big learning curve because we've grown up with the Kardashians and we've grown up with influencers who we see getting on there. They already have a really big base. They already have so many people who are just tuning in. They might be, you know, haters, lovers, whatever, right? Regardless of whether they're there for the right reasons, they've got millions of people watching them. And we show up thinking we've got to be like that as well. And it's different. We do get on and we're like, oh my gosh, everyone in the whole world is watching me. And 
it's not necessarily that big. And when you're out and about with friends, you're not like, excuse me, can you delete that for a minute? Just pretend I didn't say that. Like, let's rewind. (laughs) I'll start again. You're just like, oh, I've said that wrong. We'll just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when I was starting, I was so concerned about who was watching and I would search, I would scroll through and check out people who were watching. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're probably thinking this about me. They're probably thinking that about me. Oh my gosh, there's a girl from high school. Oh, that not, not showing up anymore, not showing up. Right. And it's so, so, so common. And the other big thing as well is I really struggled because I did start before I started my business, I was actually blogging. So I started showing my face and talking a little bit there and I was just, my voices inside my head were like, who the heck are you to be talking to the camera? You know, you're not interesting. You just sound self-obsessed. And these I've found are things that everyone else seems to experience as well. You're not alone. those voices, overcoming those was really tough at the start to start thinking, hey, people actually would care what your life is. People do care behind the scenes is a really, really big thing to overcome. And so that again is a very unnatural thing. It's like, okay, I'm now a business owner. And then we get on there and we're like, oh, I've got to give the tips, but people really want to know who you are behind the scenes. Let me tell you, I've just moved into my new house. And whenever I, I'm like, Hey, we've got new lights in the kitchen. Normally I get like one to 200 story views. It went to a thousand and I'm like, thanks Instagram. Can't you push out my normal content? Like this. <laughs> <laughs> looks like you're moving in every weekend now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people are interested to see behind the scenes. People are nosy. Like I love looking. I'm like, can you give me a room tour, please? <laughs> you know, percent. And that's the thing, right? Is people want to see behind the feed. They want to see what's really going on, you know? So at the start, it's so easy. And I thought I have to look good. I have to be dressed right. I have to, oh my gosh, there's a bit of a mess in the background, right? People can relate to that. And that's what people are craving, those connections. You know, we've spent what, three years locked and, you know, in our homes and everything. And people aren't on there as much to just look up to people and be like, wow, I'll never have that life. People now want someone who they can be like, oh my gosh, they are killing it. You know, they've got this business, they're a mum. Oh my gosh, the kids are screaming in the background. That's me. Wow, this is possible. Yeah. And so often we just curate that out and it's like an unnatural thing because we feel like we're on TV or we're on a broadcast, but it's like, how can you show someone your actual reality right now? You don't have to look perfect. You don't have to do all that. And I have one of my my clients who has like an organizing sort of stylish, really beautiful luxury brand. And there was this resistance coming out. So I work a lot in mindset and things, obviously. And there was just this resistance of like, Jess, I know what I've got to do, but I'm just too busy to do the marketing. I'm just this and that. And I was like, let's just dive into that because you're not too busy. And when we dug into it, it was that she thought she had to have this all organized and she's just moved house. She's got a small baby. And she felt that out of alignment. Like I'm putting this on social media, but to me, it's not in alignment. It's not my truth. And then she wasn't showing up and she wasn't even aware of it. It was like the time excuse or the, you know, I don't know what to say excuse, but it was like, because it wasn't her truth, it wasn't her reality. So actually that can be the best powerful motivator because it's like, when we dug deep, we overcame some limiting beliefs and figured out what her message really was. 
she's like so excited to show up and be like, hey, I'm a mom. Hey, it's a mess. But you can still have a beautiful luxury space or in the corner or, you know, amongst all the washings. So what are your tips for people who maybe are new to this and they've maybe shown up a little bit? They're like, hey, I've got some great tips for you or or talk about business. But how do you encourage people? Because it is a mindset thing. Like I remember when I first started my product-based business, I got to hang out with massive influencers and, you know, photographers and stuff. And they would be gramming. And I was like, my brain doesn't even think to take photos or videos of things. Like, how do you think of this? But when you get into the habit, it's like, oh, that's a great content opportunity. Or let me just set up a time-lapse while I'm doing my Ikea cupboard or, you know, whatever it is. So what are your tips with like getting into the thought process behind it? Yeah, absolutely. The biggest starting thing, because, you know, we've been talking about showing up and everything, and it always, always comes back to don't just show up for the sake of it. Show up because of your purpose. You know, why, 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 why? And so even getting into the thought process, every time I record a moment or something, right? And it's still at times, right? Lately, there's been some really vulnerable moments. I had just got off, you know, a hypnotherapy session and it was painful, it was one of the most painful experiences because outside of business, I do a lot of personal development and it was so damn painful. And I got off and I was like, you know what? Past me would not dare jump onto stories, not film this, but why? Why would I do it? Because I know there are other people out there who will gain help from this, who will gain that. So keep reminding yourself, right? So that's the first thing. Second thing, just start with time lapses. It is so easy, as you said, right? So have your phone and put it up against something, put it on. I used to use like my cupboard uh, shelf. So I didn't have a fancy ring light when I was getting started. I just used a shelf or something, you know, some books, right? And then you forget that it's actually there, but you're getting this content. So because I know for a lot of people, they're like, oh, I want to get that content, but so you just disconnect yourself. You know, I want to live in the moment. And you can still live in the moment, but you can still build up this content. And I promise you, later on in the journey, you'll be so grateful. You'll come back to Jess, you'll come back to me and you'll say, girls, I'm so glad that I listened and I, you know, created this content because it starts to build your story. So not only your why, but think about future you. Like imagine you a year from now being able to look back on these videos, these moments that weren't perfect, they were just time lapses, they were moments when you were a bit vulnerable. Even if you don't post them now, you get to look back and be like, I am so darn proud of you. So darn proud. (laughs) Yeah, I love that so much. And I find that I just film content. And then when I'm really lazy and I'm like, I'm just going to make a reel today, I've got a million videos. (laughs) One of them is going to work for the idea that you need. So it's good to just build up a bank of stuff. Like I have 20,000 things on my camera roll, (laughs) which is just ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. And look, if you are on social media and you go to your phone and it's a nice organized place, there's not many things, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think another thing is have a base folder. So have videos of yourself or if you don't want to be in front of the camera as much, you know, you can still start small, start a photo, you know, share a photo maybe of yourself, talk behind the camera. You know, you might be showing a bit of your screen. You might be packing 
working something, doing something, talk behind the camera, start building up that confidence. But by having like a folder, I call it my base folder. And that's like videos that could be used for anything. It could be used for a story with a bit of me doing something. It could be used for a reel. And that way on those days where you don't feel absolutely fabulous, absolutely camera ready, you can just go to that base folder and you use it. And people are like, Oh, I'd love that. You look so good today. And you're like, <laughs> that's from three months ago. <laughs> I posted a photo the other day from 2020. And one of my clients was like, oh, I thought you did a new photo shoot. It looks great. And I was like, I no, no, no. That. I literally posted it back in 2020 and I might as well use it again. Like you take 20 photos at a photo shoot and you use one. So might as well reuse them. <laughs> Absolutely. We are all about, you know, eco content. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying today's episode. If you are a human design projector in business and you're ready to unlock a new level of success, then my new program, Projector Magic, is for you because when you go deeper into alignment with your projector magic, that is when you truly do start to see your business shift and grow to that next level. You were born with everything you need to succeed and now it's your time to really step into it and claim that next level. Your magic is different to everyone else and it's really time for you to share that with the world. Whether you're a burnt out projector, feeling out of alignment or you're ready to elevate yourself and claim huge levels of success that are already available to you, this program is for you. Check the show notes or head over to my website jessicawilliamson.com.au and jump into projector magic. I'll see you over there. Let's say they've got these fears. They're like, oh, but Jess from high school is going to see what I'm posting or what would my friends think? Or will people even find what I have interesting? Because I love what you said of come back to the why and the mission behind why you do what you do. But a lot of people still are like, yeah, I know what I've got to do is important, but we do tend to take our knowledge for granted. What would you say to someone in that? Yeah. So I'm a really big visual person. So I actually like to have, like I've got as it is sticky notes up behind my computer, which is, you know, in my office. And I like to pretty much get two color sticky notes. And it's kind of like my real life in front of me scale. You write down what are the bad things that might happen, right? If you show up, if you get in front of the camera, you know, if you help to sell your products or your business or your services, what's the worst thing that could happen, right? And you write that down, right? It might be a family member, your laughs. It might be a friend who, you know, this has happened to me too many times to count where they say, oh, I see you all the time because you're always on your stories and you show us every part of your life. And I'm like, how's that nine to five going? You've changed your job five times in the past two years. But anyway, so you put that down, right? Put it up on your wall in front of you on one colored piece of post-it note, all the worst things that could happen. Put on the other side, get that other color, all the best things that could happen. And you're going to start building them. And I want you to be like real expansive and start thinking of all the absolute best things that could come out of you showing up, right? Someone might find your story and want to do an article on you and your business. A new customer might come along. A new stockist might come along. A new 
client or a coach who's like, I need you to talk in my next event, right? So write down all the best possible things that could come and you then look at the two and you kind of sort of weigh them up. At that point, it just becomes so abundantly clear that I am doing a disservice to myself, to the potential people I want to help by not showing up. Look at all this could happen. That stuff that, yeah, it might happen, the bad stuff. But honestly, why wouldn't I? You know, that doesn't even matter anymore. That big issue that's like bulging in your mind thinking, I can't do it. It suddenly becomes a lot smaller because in comparison, the possibility outweighs that. Yeah, I love that you have literally a visual scale on your wall. I like to say is very similar, but I like to call it like a scale. And it's like, we've got the fears here and we keep focusing on them. So it feels really heavy. But if we can put the equivalent or more of like all the incredible expansive things on the other end, then the fears are like losing because we've just won with all of the incredible opportunities, the things that can come. And even if you don't get a message of like, thanks, you changed my day or, you know, hey, I'd love to work with you or write an article, you don't know what people are thinking behind the scenes. Because I have my cousin who's not in business, who's not in, you know, any of this kind of world, but she watches all of my stories. And I caught up with her and I wouldn't have known this unless I caught up with her on the same day that I shared certain stories. And she was like, Jess, I was having the worst day today. Everything was going wrong. My baby was crying. It was just all falling apart. And I watched your story where you said, you get to choose how you feel today. And she was like, oh my gosh, it changed my whole day. Like I felt incredible. And I was like, I would have never known that otherwise. Like not everyone's going to send you a DM. How many times do you send every single person a DM? I try to, cause I'm like, it's not nice. <laughs> too, but also <laughs> woo. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. So like how many times, like, do you watch something or see something or something triggers something in you? How many times do you actually message the person? Not much. right? Yeah, absolutely. And it actually brings up a experience that I had just the other day was I went away for a little creatication. So it was just a few days away with a good friend of mine who's a content creator. And we did, you know, content for my launch, content for him. And it was in a regional town in Victoria, Dalesford, really beautiful town. It was cold. And I took my Udi. It's on brand, it's pink, but I love my Udi. And here I am. I was like, you know what? We're going for breakfast. I'm cold. Can I just, I'm just going to wear my Udi, right? I'd do that here. So I was like, I'll do that. Yep, no worries. And I was walking around. And mind you, I also had slippers on, so, <laughs> but I'm very aware that a lot of people are looking at me and we're walking and going to the supermarket, going to the cafe and we're walking around. I'm like, I can't tell you how many people, like it is not just in my head. People are looking at me. I'm getting greasies. Wow. This must not be acceptable. Oh, I can only imagine the horrible things that they're saying. And I started to create these stories in my mind. Oh, he's just a, you know, young, like with a phone, stupid influence, like all these horrible things, right? Then somebody came up to me, a woman, and she said, can I just say, I am so jealous right now. Like, I want to be as comfortable as you look right now. I am so jealous. And the same thing, I did it again the next day, and the same thing happened. Somebody else said, can I just say, like, first of all, you look great. You look gorgeous. Who else can rock a little number like this? And suddenly I was just like, bam, this happens every single day. 
with so many women, so many people, not just women, but getting into stories or trying something new, stepping outside their comfort zone. And we make stories up what people are saying. And chances are the most rude person is actually in your mind. Yeah. A hundred percent. But even if people were giving you like greasy looks or this, firstly, you never know what's going on in their head. Secondly, these people came up and said they were jealous. So it's like they are jealous that you had the confidence and the guts to do whatever the heck you want to do, unapologetically be yourself, where they still feel like they have to fit into society's box. And so you, by showing up in the way that is uncomfortable for you, you know, uncomfortable that people are looking and, you know, all the thoughts that went through your head, but you've now just inspired them that it is okay to show up however the hell you want to, you know, whether it's in real life or online, that message is so strong that no matter how much you have your fears, every time you do something a little bit crazy or a little bit outside the norm, you're showing others that it's okay to own whatever the hell it is you want to do as well. So I love that so much. That story is so spot on. I got goosebumps. So I want to switch gears a little bit because I know that you've been switching your gears. You know, you are still the reels queen, of course, but you've really switched into, hey, I'm going to own the product space because people know how to use reels and, and, you know, people are being told you have to show your face and you have to be the brand as the person, which makes sense as a service or personal brand business. But product owners get a little bit stuck when it comes to, okay, how do I do this without being the brand myself? Or, you know, how can I bring in elements of that with it still being about the product? Because it's not necessarily about me, but it is, but it's not. You know, there's so much blurriness in there. And obviously I've had my own product-based businesses, but there was no reels when I had that. So it's constantly changing and evolving. So I'd love to hear your insights on that. Yeah. Look, it was a really tough thing, right? Like, getting the opportunity to become more specific on what you do, who you help. It's so scary. It was so scary. I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this that many times. And what were the thoughts that came up around that? Because I've recently gone really specific <laughs> in my stuff as well. And I even had the thoughts of, okay, if I'm posting all about this, it's not going to be relevant for like 90% of my audience. So I better post a few of other things. And like you step one foot in, but then you've got one foot out, but I'm like, no, I'm owning it. So what kind of came up in your experience with that? Yeah. Well, I sort of said, right. Yes. I'm going to really get specific and really help product-based businesses, right? I've still got some digital products, physical products as well. So it's a nice thing there. But I pretty much like two days after I'd sort of really decided on this, felt good, felt really good. But I had a coaching call booked in. And at that time, I was still doing my one-on-ones, one-offs. And I had this call and the beautiful client, Elaine, she got me so excited about life and business and why I love coaching. And I was there to coach her, but I was like, I just came out of that feeling so buzzed. I love my job. I love what I do. Holy shit. Should I not have done this? She's a coach. That's not who I'm niching down to. Have I just made this horrible mistake? I want her. I want to continue with her and I'm not going to be able to help her because I'm niched down. So that part is really difficult. And I think with anyone, when you get more specific on who you're targeting with your content or your services or your products, it feels like you're blocking people out. But actually, you're just positioning yourself as the go-to, right? Like 
Now, how many real queens, real coaches are we seeing? And so at the time it was great, but now I'm like, you know what? I see product-based businesses every single day get overwhelmed, stressed, and think there's no way I could use reels or could use this for my product. And I love, 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 love seeing their face light up when they realize it's actually easier. It is actually easier as a product-based business than anybody else because you have options. Yes. I love that so much. One of the big things that I tend to work through with my clients is that, exactly that. And oftentimes the fear of letting go. And I've recently just done a ton of posts and things about letting go. And so I recently closed my membership because it just wasn't serving me where I'm going and who I'm going to be serving at that next level. But I love the women in there and they can come along for the ride. But sometimes we have this fear of letting go firstly, because we're like, oh, but I love it. But also we have this fear of letting go because maybe we don't quite believe that there's enough product owners out there who, who want it. I mean, logically there is, obviously there's a lot of product-based businesses, but a lot of the time it comes from a fear of if I niche down, can I really find these people? You know, is there really an abundance of people who are going to come and find me for that? But it's only when you niche down that these people like, holy shit, I'm a product-based business owner. Who else am I going to go to? You know, (laughs) of course I'm going to go to you. So it's like this crazy game that we play in our own mind. And it's so empowering and so exciting to see that you are just like, I'm here, I'm owning it. Hello, products. (laughs) Yeah. And like it was a similar journey in the sense of showing up on stories and showing my face for the first time. It didn't happen all at once. I started posting more tips and tutorials and ways to really showcase your product. And I started working with more products so that that way I could really showcase what's possible. And I actually really struggled, Jess. I was really triggered to the point where I still shake because it really affected me. I was on socials and there was actually two product-based business coaches and both of them very close together were sharing, do not trust coaches who say that they are product-based business coaches and haven't had a product-based business. And I just had the worst doubt I'd had in a long time because I felt targeted. I felt like, you know, people out there saying, don't trust people like Alicia before this business. She hasn't had a product-based business. And the thing here is that I really struggled with that. Like I really doubted myself and to the point where I was like struggling with pricing, struggling with everything. And I think I even started to really hate my business for a while because I just had that much of an imposter that I was like, maybe I should just stop this. And that was all because I let what they were saying, what they were projecting affect me. And the fact is, is that that's one of the things I love most, right? It's when I was starting, people said, oh, well, you never worked at a marketing agency. And I was like, yeah, I didn't. Like that is why the way I go about things is so darn different. That is why the things that I help my students do stands out and works because it isn't the typical path. My ideas, my approaches to things are so creative. And just because, you know, I haven't done that doesn't mean I'm any less capable. Yeah. And did you ever speak to them about it? I muted one of them and I was just like, you know what? Like, I really feel like this is you projecting your own insecurities onto me. Yeah. And I think muting is the best 
invention, you know, because there could be a chance that it wasn't even about you at all. And sometimes, you know, we create these stories because we want to keep ourselves safe, right? So there was probably this deep in the back of your mind, but logically, you know, it's not true. But sometimes these things that trigger us actually help us to be like, hey, no, like I'm not subscribing to that story. I'm not taking that on and I'm going to own this space and do a freaking amazing job and help so many product-based businesses just skyrocket. But there is a chance that it could have been about you as well. But we never know, right? Absolutely. And we don't need to necessarily, you know, hear that, but also subscribe to it or have that energy around. So I love the way that you handled it, you know, just kind of muting it and then focusing back on yourself as well. Absolutely. And look, like I invest a lot in my business, but I invest now even more in myself because anytime those things happen, anytime I get oh triggered, I'm like, okay, why? Like, how can I work on that more? How can I work on this? So in the future, I'm not hashtag triggered, right? I've had people come back to me and have actually said, hey, I came from that person's program Right. And this, can I remind you, it's just like what, six, seven months ago. So it's not a long time ago. It's something that's happened recently. But I had one of my students come to me and say, Hey, I joined that program. I joined your program. They could learn a thing from you, the way you approach things, your energy. So in that moment, I remembered, you know what? Yeah, I might not have this that they've got. That's their juice. That's their special source. Mm -hmm. My special source is this. And I can see right there, proof in the pudding that. That's why people want to come to me. And I've got to remember that. Yeah. People go to different people for different reasons. So, you know, there's so much in that. And that is why we need to be showing up as ourselves because people connect with you. You know, like I get so many messages about my pink front door. (laughs) It's like, that's how people are connecting with us. And maybe I'm getting clients from it. Who knows? But, you know, like that's a connection point, right? So, yeah, people are going to just be gravitated towards someone who has the skills to help them, obviously, but then also, you know, who do they resonate most with? Who do they feel like they can get along with and just have a really awesome time as well? Because business is meant to be fun. So you want to bring people along for the ride who are going to enjoy that journey with you. Yeah, a hundred percent. And look, product-based businesses, I know, I think with my stories, again, a sidebar, but if you are a product-based business, you have options. You have so much there that you can work with. It doesn't have to be your face. And that's a big thing that I know so many struggle with. And my favorite story is one of my clients for privacy reasons cannot show their face. Outside of just the fears, they cannot show their face. And so they're a product-based business, small family business, product-based. And they, in one of the months that we were working together last year, in one month, they'd reached over a million accounts. Yes, they were using ads and 2% of that came from ads. And so we were able to actually look at the organic reach and we were able to look at what ads brought in. It was their biggest month. It was a 60K plus month of sales. And Once again, I remind you that for privacy reasons, they didn't show their face. We went around other ways. We found other ways because we get the products. The products have personality. You can use brand ambassadors. Brand ambassadors can be your face. So the potential, like, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that because obviously there's a lot of messaging online, like show your face, connect with the audience. You have to show your face to connect. But I love that you said that because people can create connections in different ways. When I built my business, I was not the face of the brand. And I think that's where people 
get stuck because they're like, I know that I need to show my face, but I don't want to be the face. You know, I don't want to be the spokesperson for the brand because maybe I might want to sell it in future or whatever it is. And I get it. But like, I still put on, Hey, this is Jess, our founder. Like if I was in Hawaii wearing the bathers, great, (laughs) great content. But the rest of the time, like you said, I had influencers take over the account and my friends were like, Jess, I thought you were in Hawaii the other day because I had an influencer taking people around Hawaii or, you know, whatever it is. So there's so many ways. And I love that you are just like, there is way more you know, (laughs) that you can do. It's just a new challenge. Like, and that's the power of it. Anytime a new product-based business or a client comes to me and they're like, no, it can't work because uh, I've got this fear or I've got this. And for this reason, I can't do this. And it's like, all right, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. So what is next? What is happening for you? You know, where can people come and hang out if they are product-based businesses or even just anyone to soak up more of your energy? Yes. So You can come and find me on the gram. I'm very present on the gram. Love me some gram. I'm on there at the socialimpact.co. But for me, I think that the past six months have been a real big one on overcoming things I've been battling with for 12, 15 years, probably longer. My maths isn't great. And I'm finally starting to realize that I've been dulling my own sparkle and I'm not going to do that anymore. So I've just launched my brand new academy, which is called Insta Product Academy. And it's my baby of what I know product-based businesses need. And it just feels so incredible. So I've got really, really big plans in way of that and in way of some exciting things coming up in the next few months, but find me on the (laughs) socialimpact.co. Oh my gosh. Amazing. This has honestly been such a deep and insightful chat. So if anyone, if you are listening and you have really resonated with some of this or had a light bulb moment or something's shifted inside of you, please share it. Please share it on your Instagram. Tag me at just at Williamson 8 and Alicia at Social Impact Co. So cannot wait to see all your key takeaways. But thank you again, Alicia, for joining me on this chat today. It has been so much fun and we'll stay in touch. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jess. Thank you. Yahoo!